the Fade 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. It's indeed another edition of the Fade 5 Podcast. And uh, it's a Thursday. Hashtag Tequila Thursday. Uh, so we're going to dive in. We got some hoops in uh, the NBA on the college hardwood. We got some hockey as well. So as we always do here on the podcast, let's hop aboard the Hong Kong Plus Bus. Lundy with tickets in hand. What is your favorite wager cost the spectrum of sports? Plus 100 odds or greater, me amigo. Well, I'll go ahead and throw this one out there at you um, on... Tuesday morning, might have been late Monday night. I don't know. Uh, it's a holiday week. This shit all blends together. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I went in. Um, I, I took all chalk this weekend in the divisional. I, I parlayed them yeah. all together. I'm, I'm taking all chalk. Um, I got creative. I know we'll talk about that on tomorrow's edition as we get into the weekend. But I will say that I went out, created a four-leg money line parlay, took all chalk. Uh, across the board. I think this is where Mahomes finally loses in the divisional round uh, because he's got to go on the road and he doesn't have, uh, you know, the friendly confines of the barbecue uh, and the power and light district to keep him uh, company there in Kansas City. So uh, anyway, I throw that out there. But if you're looking for something a little more current, uh, let's go to the ice tonight, shall we? Just two money line players that I really like. Buffalo and Chicago got postponed from yesterday because of the weather uh, in western New York. Uh, so they are going to play today. I think Buffalo is going to smoke the Blackhawks. Give me the Sabres on the money line. And then let's go just north of the border, but much further west. Let's talk about Vancouver. They have the Arizona Coyotes uh, coming to town. I like the Canucks on the money line as well. If you put together the Sabres and the Canucks on the money line, simple two-legger, flat money, Brad, plus 100. And right now, I'm all about building the bankroll. So give me something nice and simple. Buffalo, Vancouver, two-leg, DraftKings, plus 100. Oh, man, I feel that pain. I'm trying to build a bankroll. College basketball has kicked the living crap out of me uh, seemingly the last few hours. Uh, same story as last week. Uh, middle of the week destroyed me that I made it all back and then some finished up and probably on the positive side of things. Uh, but uh, we're going down that same road and hopefully it's uh, going to end the same and it's not going to be far bumpier uh, than a week ago, especially on Saturday and Sunday. Saying uh, with the college basketball theme there, let's go with Houston to win the Big 12. Uh, right now, the front runner uh, in that conference, uh, which is rough and rugged by definition, plus 300 best odds of business right now at FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, I think H-Town is a team to beat uh, in this league. And you might say, what about Kansas? What about Iowa State? There are a number of teams that are going to compete. Ultimately, the team that maybe has six, seven losses can win this thing in the end. Maybe it's a co-championship, so this may be a moot point. But I still feel Houston, yes, they have a pair of road losses, has the best team pound for pound in the Big 12. Uh, they went out and absolutely clobbered. Granted, it was at home. Texas Tech by 23 last night. And I think it was a kind of foretelling trend for this team. You look at the advanced analytics sites like Ken Palm, Haslametrics, uh, Bart Torvik, uh, Evan Maya. They all have Houston number one according to their ratings and metrics. Uh, you know, Ken Palm's got a projected 13 and 5. Uh, in league action, uh, and I think they could even do 
Uh, maybe a little bit better than that. We'll see. The key matches for them at Kansas on February 3rd, at Cincinnati February 10th, at Baylor February 24th, at Oklahoma against Road Life uh, on March 2nd, and then finishing things off in that conference with a home matchup, which could be for the whole enchilada against the Kansas Jayhawks, uh, that game coming on March 9th. So even if they play like 500 ball over that stretch, I think they're going to uh, you know, really take this division outright. Uh, this is the number one ranked in terms of effective field goal percentage defense in the country. They're number one as well in total percentage defense. Uh, the limited opponents is just 40% inside the arc, 28.4% outside of it. Uh, they're a zombie horde. They keep coming after you because they frankly cannot shoot. That's why they really cash in on on third and fourth opportunities, uh, securing some of those offensive glass chances. Uh, but I do like Shed, Cryer, and Sharp. Uh, I like the construct of this team, though. Don't have a whole lot of size. Uh, but still, if they're even average offensively, Houston wins the Big 12 outright, I believe, in the regular season. With those bets on the board, let's get after it with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lundy, uh, it's a hashtag to kill Thursday. Now, normally we uh, do a little hoppy, uh, hump day hockey for you, but uh, and you know, that was yesterday. Today is a day. And, and granted, the slates on Thursday have been generally better in uh, the NHL. So let's drop the puck and make some bucks, me amigo. Ooh, you got a little SGP working at a plus money, don't you? Give me the deets. Yes, and then I get to make you small on the screen. Look at you, your little tiny guy over there, your little bald head. You're so cute over there on the screen, for those of you that are watching on YouTube. And if you are, Make sure you give us the thumbs up uh, on all of that. Let's go to what I think is uh, arguably the game of the night. That is the Colorado Avalanche on the road. They are at the Garden taking on the Boston Bruins. Um, and in this one, look, it has been one win in Boston in the last six-plus years for Colorado. Now, some of that has to do with just that challenge of an East Coast road trip in which uh, the Abs find themselves right now five games on the road before they will come back here to Denver. It's also because Boston is simply dominant at home. So give me Boston on the money line, and then let's look at Pasta, shall we? David Pasternak, I need four or more shots on goal. These two teams just played 10 days ago here in Denver, and he had exactly that number, four shots on goal. His standard line, by the way, is four and a half. I wouldn't touch that, but I do think he is good for four shots on goal. I think Boston's going to try to get to Alexander Georgiev early if they can and try to make something happen. And so they're going to try to pepper him with shots. And we know that Pasta can absolutely do that. So Boston on the money line and take Pasta for four or more shots on goal. You can build that one over at FanDuel. Find it at a plus 118. Nice little plus odds to get us going here on a Thursday on the ice. I got more picks for you on the ice coming up. Uh, and Lundy's smart enough uh, to not ask me to fade or follow because I don't know Jack nor squat about hockey. Number four. All right, Numero Quattro here on the Fade Five. Let's go to sport. Uh, I indeed know and know it well and absolutely love and adore at this time of the year, and that is college basketball. And on this SGP Plus, come with me if you are buying what I am selling. Give me the Colorado Buffaloes. Desperately need a home win on the money line against the Oregon Ducks. And then give me the over on the all total, 139.5. And to sweeten the deal and to get it to plus money, uh, because on that SGP with the Colorado on the money line and that over on the all total, 
total. It's uh, like minus 135 at BetMGM. Give me San Francisco, the Dons on the money line. All three of those legs hits. You're looking at a cool plus 111 there at BetMGM. Let me give you some context about this Colorado matchup against the Ducks. Uh, Oregon, number 164 in the country in adjusted tempo. Colorado run the same pace, number 134, though they uh, do relish a little bit of a brisker pace of play uh, with the eye test. You can certainly see that. Both these teams went on, can really light up the scoreboard and go to splashy town. Uh, you look at the Ducks, number 43 DFG offense this season. They're shooting 53.5% inside the arc at 36.7% outside of it. Colorado, uh, not to be outdone, number 19 in effective field goal percentage offense. Uh, they're shooting 54.8% inside the arc and 39% outside of it. The downside here for Colorado is their three-point defense. They're number 253 in the nation in that category. And Oregon has a number of sharp shooters that can certainly take advantage. But the Ducks, even more sorrowful defensively, as evidenced by their number 184 ranking in EFG defense. You can really beat them up on the interior. So the bigs of Colorado could be the difference in this game. And free throw shooting, too. Oregon netting just 68.8%. As a unit, uh, that could uh, spell doom for them in the waning moments of this game. And and then San Francisco, uh, I think they're going to win with uh, relative ease. Uh, I don't even know who the hell they're playing. Uh, it is uh, evaporated from my mind. It doesn't matter. Uh, they're a team that should be able to handle business. Oh, and it's come to me. They're playing Marymount, uh, Loyola Marymount, who has not won a true road game this year. And, and the Dons are top 45 in the country EFG offense and EFG defense. So to recap, to recap on this SGP plus, uh, give me Colorado on the money line. Give me the over the all total 139 and a half. And give me those fighting Dons of San Francisco straight up on the money line. Plus 111 at BetMGM. Lundy, fair to follow. I don't think you should be allowed to make a bet if you don't know who they're playing. Um, we got San Francisco money line. Okay, fine. We'll throw that one to the side. I like the Colorado because Tad Boyle and company do desperately need a win in yes. Boulder. They need to pick yes, up some do. victories here uh, to be able to keep pace with where things are in the conference this season. So uh, we're going to look for some early scoring. We're going to hope for that on the 139 and a half for sure. But again, Colorado, uh, a not not quite desperation mode because we're sitting here in mid-January, but damn it, they need to pick up a victory uh, just north of where I'm sitting right now. And hey, uh, they get to beat the Ducks, which is a bonus for me. Trample and buffs. And again, reminder, I do do know who the Dons are playing. It's Loyola Marymount. Number three. All right, new more trades here on the Fade 5 count. A little bias being baked in here. I got the gear emblazoned on my chest is the I-L-L. Yeah, my fighting line I on the road. Take it on the Michigan Wolverines, who will have Doug McDaniel in uniform. Again, his suspension is six games, but only for road contests. Again, I need somebody to explain that one to me. It makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, but he is our leading scorer for Michigan, and he will be on the court tonight. But I don't think it matters. I'm going to lay a chalk here uh, with Illinois minus a two and a half. Uh, now, mind you, Illinois, look at their wounds uh, coming off a really inexplicable loss at home. And it's right now a quarter and three. A defeat at the hands of the Maryland Terrapins, who really had uh, Illinois' number. They've won seven of the last nine games against my fighting Illini. But different story here for Michigan. 
a team that's very good offensively uh, are the Wolverines, uh, but defensively, the antithesis of that evidence by the number, one, number 157 ranking in the EFGD, giving a 49.5% inside the arc and close to 34% outside of it. A very good three-point shooting team. Uh, they are netting 38.3% from way downtown, but terrible on the glass. Number 216 in college basketball defensive rebounding percentage. Uh, why is that important? Illinois has length. The athleticism, and they are an outstanding offensive rebounding team. Number 21 in OR percentage, as a matter of fact, on the season. Uh, very stiff and stout defensively as well. Number six in EFGD. And Illinois has played uh, fairly well on the road. Uh, there are three and two road neutrals, and they are top 42 in EFG offense and EFG defense away from Shampoo Urbana. So put it all together. Give me the I-L-L as objectively as I possibly can. I will lay the two and a half against Michigan. I say Illinois wins this thing by around four to seven points in Ann Arbor in the end. Lundy, fade to follow. I don't like the idea of laying points on the road in the in in this in the Big Ten. My man. Anywhere. Right now, that's what's been killing me in anything I've been trying to do in college basketball. So I've gotten to the point where I do not like betting on anybody on the road. I'm not trusting it right now. I don't know. I don't know if they're not getting their hot breakfast uh, at the Best Western. I don't know what's happening, Brad, but something's happening to these teams on the road. Maybe the maybe the waffles are bad. Uh, yogurt hadn't been refrigerated. I don't I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, right? We're talking about oh, yeah. the like continental breakfast that's set oh, yeah. up there in the in the lobby of the hotel. Yeah, that's healthy. Um, so I'm just I'm not trusting road teams, man. I know they're your ally and I, but gah, I'm gonna fade you on this one because I don't trust it. Boys, pound that extra blueberry muffin. You're winning, and you're covering in Ann Arbor. Number two. All right, Numero Dose here on the Fade of Five podcast. Uh, let's go with another uh, road warrior, potentially. But this one got a ton of points uh, compared to Illinois. Uh, that is South Florida. Uh, on the road in Memphis, taking on Penny Hardaway and his Tigers. I'm going to take South Florida plus a 12 and a half at a minus 110 juice. They're at BetMGM. Uh, you look at USF. Uh, this is a team that has won seven of the last eight games. And uh, as well, a team that likes a brisker pace. Number 93 to just a tempo. Uh, you look at the offensive numbers, not great, Jim. Not great at all. Number 218 EFG offense. They're only shooting 49.3% inside the arc and a measly 33.1% outside of it, but a pretty good defensive team. Number 130 EFGD, limiting opponents to under 49% from two and 33% from three. Now, the downside here with uh, USF is that they're 0-3 in true road matchups. And in those true matchups, number three, 340, an effective field goal percentage offense, but I think defense will keep them in this game. Memphis has played uh, some questionable competition quite snugly. Look at UTSA. They only won by six in overtime. Look at SMU. They beat them by three. Uh, Vanderbilt, uh, who's really a dregs of the keg in the SEC, they only beat by two points. This year, yes, uh, they're better in all the advanced analytics, uh, but turnovers have plagued them at times. Uh, as you can see, they have coughed up the rock 17.7% of their possessions, though they are on blemish at home at 8-0. Still, I think 12.5 points, way too many. So uh, I'm not going to ole the Bulls of South Florida. 
I'm going to ride on their backs and hopefully not get kicked off and gored in the end. I'm backing them plus one and a half on the road against Memphis. Minus 110 at MGM. Lundy, better follow. I'm just going to keep fading you because of this. I, you keep going with road teams. Would you stop uh, yeah. it? I know. You can't, you can't trust road teams right now in college basketball. It's been burning you, and you know this. And I you, know. You know this. You know this. You tried to grab the hot pan in the oven. It burned you, Brad. <laughs> and what did you do? You reached with the other hand, thinking, uh, oh, well, maybe it's not so hot over here. Stop it already. I'm fading you twice in a row. Oh, Lundy, but the fries, they look so damn good. Number one. All right, numero uno on the Thursday edition of the Fade 5 podcast. Uh, oh, hey, it's a, it's a home favorite, and I'm going to lay the chalk. We'll see if Lundy actually follows me on this one. Give me Stanford. Uh, fighting Cardinal there, uh, minus two and a half. Take it on Wazoo, minus 110. At Bet MGM, yes, I know Sanford has seven losses on the season, uh, but that uh, you know surface record I think is a bit deceiving. Uh, you look at what they have done this season at home; they were seven and two, uh, but most importantly, they have the thirtieth best home offense in all of college basketball according to EFG numbers is tracked by Bart Torvik. Uh, yeah, subpar defensively, number two forty-six in those home matchups defensively in EFGD. Uh, but a team uh, that has a very good defensive rebounding skills. Uh, they're excellent from the arc offensively. They're netting 38.6%, over 40% of their shots actually are coming uh, from along the perimeter. And you look at Wazoo. Yeah, this is a team that's going to try to slow Stanford down. That's her style of play under Kyle Smith. Uh, Recyclable number 86, EFG offense. And uh, they are top 20 nationally in EFG defense. However, much worse offensively on the road. Still a stellar D on the road. Number 30 EFGD, but number 264, an effective field goal percentage offense. So uh, these two teams are really opposites in their overall strengths. And this is where the home court advantage, I think, really comes in and starts to push you one direction, one direction only. And that is Stanford minus two and a half. Best line of the biz at Bed MGM at tape time. I saw a DraftKings, it was as high as minus three and a half at tape time. Minus 110 on that juice. Lundy against Wazoo. Fade or follow. This is like a, this is just like a boring game, right? I mean, it's yeah, just. Like on a, it. Make it exciting. Well, that's what, that's what we're going to do. I'm going to follow you because you actually found a home team that I yeah. can get behind here uh, in the soon to be uh, destroyed Pac-12. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, even though you, you found a way to make Stanford and the Cougs interesting, um, you know, the fact they're going to be hanging out in Palo Alto, I'll take it. I'll take it. They're at home. They're at home. And I'm all about that when they're at home, because that's the only thing that I feel comfortable with college basketball betting on. The rest of it can just, you, you, you can just screw right off. That's, that's, that's all I have to say about that. I'm like, well, home is where the heart is. I'm serious. I'm serious. Road teams have been just kicking me right in the nads. Uh, in college basketball. And so I just quit doing it about a week ago. I was like, forget it. I might be as confident as possible. <laughs> and if that team is on the road, don't care. Don't care. And you want to know what? I'll be honest with you. You know what screwed me on that, Brad? Uh -huh. The other night against uh, Oklahoma State, I wanted to bet the 401k on KU to cover. And the you should have. The spread was only six and a half. And I was like, this is dumb. They're going to win by at least a dozen. 
And it was a bad, but I talked myself out of it because the road teams had been screwing me. And what happened? I'm losing my 401k on other shit instead. Well, don't get kicked in the giblets. Uh, you know, again, I'm glad you followed me on this because it's going to tickle you in all the right places, me that's amigo. The, and guess what? It's bonus time. More pleasurable bets uh, that we're going to no. place on the board. Uh, Lundy, I will give the floor to you. What else you got for me, me amigo? I need you to I need you to calm down over there with all the the sensual talk. Okay, I need you to I need you to just stop uh, and leave it alone. Um, <clears throat> let me roll with you with a few. I told you I'd take you back to the ice, and that's exactly what we are going to do. First and foremost, uh, a couple of boosts that I like out there, depending upon the book that you've got access to in your lovely jurisdiction where you're consuming this podcast or video. Over on DraftKings right now, they have a goal in the first ten boosted in that contest between. Chicago and Buffalo that I was talking about earlier. Uh, the gift standard line minus 150. They've got you boosted to do a plus 115. I like that one a lot. Both of these teams north of 60% when it comes to uh, either scoring or allowing a gift on the season. So when you're sitting right around that two-thirds mark, if DK is willing to give me the boost, I will take it. Again, took it from a minus 150 up to a plus 115. So I think that's one worth considering. And then this one caught my eye this morning. And folks, I'm telling you, don't don't break the bank on this one because this is going to be a tough one to hit. We're talking about a no gift, but over at Caesars, they packed together three games that I was actually looking at for the potential of a no goal in the first 10. That is the aforementioned Colorado Avalanche and Boston Bruins, the Dallas Stars and the Philly Flyers, and then St. Louis is on the road taking on Washington. If you look at all three of those to have a no goal in the first 10, Caesars has that boosted for you to plus 1,000, 10 to odds on that one. Again, do not break the bank um, on this one. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you, the one that makes me a little bit nervous is Dallas and Philly. However, the way they have it boosted, I'm taking Colorado and Boston for a no gift just by itself. You can get that at DraftKings at a plus 124. Um, Boston allows it to happen uh, one of the, some of the fewest times in the entire NHL, and in fact, only 47% of the time when they're at home. Colorado's only done it 45% of the time when they're on the road. So you got two teams that are sub 50% there. So I like the no gift in that contest again, plus 124 by itself. But over at Caesars, they've got the Boston game, they've got the uh, Flyers game, and they've got the Caps game all put together, pre-built for you on a boost under the NHL odds at plus 1,000. I think that's worth sprinkling something on just in case. Going back to that Buffalo-Chicago game, straight bet for you. Give me Tage Thompson for an anytime goal. You can catch that one right around plus 130. Depends on the book that you're looking at. Over the course of the last, or excuse me, over the course of his career against Chicago, 10 games, five total goals there, plus Buffalo is at home. Remember, Tage missed some time with an injury. He's now back. One of my favorite guys to watch right now in the NHL. Great young talent, and I think he tallies one against Chicago tonight because, again, I already told you I like Buffalo uh, on the money line. I even like Buffalo in regulation if you're looking for a way to be able to play that one. couple of points that I like. Let's talk Nazem Kadri of the Calgary Flames. They are at home. Give me Kadri for an anytime point. He's riding a seven-game point streak right now, and over those seven games, five goals, five assists. 
assists. So I like him for a point at home tonight against the Maple Leafs. And then we go back to that Vancouver game. They're hosting Arizona. Um, and if you look over the course of the last three times these two teams have played, yes, Vancouver has managed to win a lot of the contest. If you go back, as a matter of fact, Arizona has not won in Vancouver since before COVID was a thing. But Arizona is managing to score. So with that, let me look at Clayton Keller, who right now is on a five-game uh, point streak, but he's got eight points in those five games. As a matter of fact, he's got eight points in the entire month of January, and they've all happened in the last five contests. He's got four goals and four assists there. If you put Kadri together with Keller, each of them for a point on a two-legger, that is plus 178 at DK. Might be my favorite bet of the night. And then if you want to get interesting, I can't decide whether I like this one or not, but screw it. It's only money. Uh, Philip <laughs> of the LA Kings, they're taking on Nashville. Part of the reason that I say I'm a little bit nervous about that is in his career, Philip Deneau against Nashville only has two points in like, I don't know, 12 games or something like that. But he's hot right now. He's got a point in six straight games, eight of them, as a matter of fact, over the course of those six games. And he's just standard juice at a minus 110 for points, which is unusual to see a guy that's on a point streak sitting at even odds at the minus 110. So I'll play that one by itself. I don't want to parlay it together. There's no reason to when it's at standard juice at a minus 110. Got a great slate of games, by the way, tonight in the NHL, a total of 11 of them being played. I'll have more for you on the spreadsheet. But for now, yield the floor to the gentleman from ILL. All right, let's uh, do a little Team Huevos Parlay play action here on the Fade 5 podcast, and I'm going to hop in the sack in the NBA. So on this SGP, really simple three-legger. Give me the Kings uh, to win straight up against a visiting Indiana Pacers. Give me Damana Sabonis to record a triple-double. Yeah, that seems aggressive. But it's completely understandable. And then give me the game over at 237 and a half. Uh, all those three legs hit. Uh, you're looking at a cool plus 220 there at BetMGM. Uh, Kings and Pacer very uh, similarly ranked in terms of the net efficiency uh, data that the NBA.com tracks. But I think Sacramento's got to take this game there at home. Why? Because Indiana's over 26 on the season and adjusted defensive efficiency. They also play at an extraordinary Brisk pace, number two in overall pace. So that means more opportunities, higher uh, chances for scoring for both squads. That's why I like they were there at 237 and a half. Now, digging in on Sabonis, he has been uh, like uh, Jokic light and Monday, not even light, like Jokic like uh, here in the month of January. He's got five triple doubles in his last nine games. He has got a, a double-double in 21 straight contests. You know, since it's always a bit uh, touch and go with him, uh, it's very similar to Jokic. Will he get that extra dime needed to reach double figures? That will be what we have to sweat out here. Uh, but again, I'm loving this SGP. To recap, give me the Kings on the money line. Sabonis with that triple-double. And the game over 237.5 plus 220 at Bet MGM. Elsewhere in bonus time. Uh, let's go back to college basketball. Uh, here's a matchup, and, and Luddy has no idea where these uh, teams reside or what conference they necessarily play in, uh, but they are members of the Atlantic Sun or the A Sun Conference. That's Kennesaw State taking on North Florida. And I'm going to take Kennesaw State, and I'm going to lay. That uh, road chalk, uh, your words, uh, that phrase that you absolutely hate and deplore, Lundy, uh, but I'm doing it minus one and a half. 
in this matchup. Kennesaw State is the fastest team in the nation. They're number one at just the tempo, according to KimPom.com. Uh, they played at a pretty good level as well on the road, four and five this season, a road neutral games overall. Number 133 AFG offense. Tremendous turnover forcing defense, one of the best in the country in that regard. Not great on the glass, but again, it's all about the speed of the game and exhausting the opponent. North Florida just 4-2 and two at home this season, and more importantly, they're number 282 in those home matchups, an effective field goal percentage D. Uh, they generally like to play at a slower pace, so I think Kennesaw State is going to make them feel uncomfortable. They're also terrible on the glass, and they really can't play in the weakness of Kennesaw although they are a good free-throw shooting team. Like Southern Miss last night, if you're following me on the spreadsheet and on Live Online, you're going to have to sweat this sucker out in the final seconds. But I believe Kennesaw State gets the cover, minus one and a half on the road against North Florida. Elsewhere in college hoops, uh, I'm going to take Minnesota on the road. Uh, they're playing in East Lansing against Michigan State. Plus, I got it at 12 and a half. I think the line at some books at uh, plus 11 and a half right now. A little bit too high, in my opinion. Minnesota, the best teams in college hoops against the spread. And very good, the advanced metrics. Number 27 EFG offense. Number 64 EFG defense. Michigan State, just 9 and 2. Uh, they have been dominant at home. Very good defensive team at home. Number 13 EFG defense. But Man, they've been wildly unpredictable and erratic uh, despite having a rebounding edge, uh, despite having an interior scoring edge. I think Minnesota keeps this one nice and snug, so I will take them plus the points there. And then finally, give me CSUN. Uh, that's Cal State Northridge minus one and a half at home against UC Santa Barbara. Uh, CSUN is the best uh, team ATS in college basketball. They're 13 and two this year. This line should be like minus three and a half, minus four and a half, quite honestly. Uh, this is a very up-tempo team as well. Number seven in adjusted tempo. They're five and one this year at home. Very good defensively at home and overall. Number 58, EFGD overall. They're only giving up 30.7% along the arc, and they kill you on the glass. Very premium offensive rebounding, a defensive rebounding team, and they score it well inside. UCSB, bit of a disappointment this season. Yeah, they're scoring at a high clip, but defensively, they're good up nearly 50% inside the arc. And again, that is the strength of Northridge, and turnover is problematic for UCSB as well. So I'm going to lay just that un punto and a half for season to score the cover there at home against the gauchos all right and we got one last play from one of our loyal viewers and listeners here on the podcast x marks the spot at gt orange says my favorite three pick parlay tonight is the i l l yeah bravo on that minus two and a half not scared of laying that road chalk Memphis, a little bit of disagreement from me there because I like South Florida plus the points minus 11 and a half but that's a good number and Florida Atlantic what version's going to show up. We'll see. Minus 15 half. So all three of those legs hit. Significant juice. I don't have it built in front of me, uh, but I'm sure that's like at least 250, if not greater than 3 to 1. Good luck to you. Thanks for the submission there. JT Orange. All right. Uh, we got to get the hell out of here because I got a television show to do. Uh, do us a favor. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast. Uh, give us a thumbs up as well if you're watching this on YouTube. Helps us out tremendously. Give us a fade or follow as well on the X. We're always trying to give it to you. 
Uh, Lundy, at Nate Lundy, always free spreadsheet picks there. I do the same stupid exercise, and it's been stupid in the worst kind of way this week, at Noisy Huevos, where they always handsome and electric at Nathaniel Lundy. I'm Brad Evans. Until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you.